0: this morning we're more than that we allow him to take charge but it's time that god's people got a little backbone about them stood up squared their shoulders back and looked the devil in the face and say my feet's planted on solid ground throw your head back in the air and tell them it don't matter what comes or what goes we're going to do what god wants we're going to wait on god we're going to wait for God to come by and touch us. We don't have to be like the, the when they were, had to go to the pool and the first one in, but God's here. He's always here ready and willing. He just needs a vessel that wants to be used. So we're going to begin and we're going to pray. You can sit down. It's all right. <laughs> don't go far, though. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm just, I'm just a country boy. Don't know no better. Except to try to do what God tells me. I'm here on business for the King, and that's it. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's kind of like the first Sunday night I ever stood in this pulpit it was memorial day weekend and uh i just kept i had a message i've got a message now and it was like god was saying wait not yet you know brother salter kind of preached along that this morning he was preaching and i mean it was just confirming things for me and i was sitting back there with him but I want you just to for the next few minutes, let's just forget about everything outside. If you're too warm, start fanning a little bit, and we'll get somebody to we'll get somebody to adjust the air. If your shoes are too tight, kick them off. I've already loosened my tie. I'm ready for what God has. Most gracious heavenly fathers, we come to you at this point in time. Lord, I feel your presence stronger than ever before. God, it's a privilege to be in your house. Lord, it's a privilege to stand in this pulpit and to try to bring the words of God that you've spoken to my heart and you've stirred me with. Lord, tonight I know that our pastor and and Sister Mary is not able to be here, but Lord, they'd rather be here than where they are. I pray right now that you would reach down and touch them as they hold us up in prayer. God, I pray that you would minister to them, that you would encourage them right now, that you would strengthen them. Lord, I pray that their faith would be strengthened right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, these that are here tonight that have come out, made the extra effort, I pray, Lord, that you would fill their cup, run it over tonight, Lord, show them the great God that we serve and how much you love and care for them. And Lord, I pray that when everything's said and done tonight, that only you will be exalted and lifted up. For that's our reasonable service here is to worship you and exalt you in all things. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. My my text tonight is in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Let me tell you before I get started. The devil has fought this day. I got a text from a brother and... And I was so worked up over it, I said, I'm not even going to respond to it. I don't have time for this. And uh, then I talked to my daughter, and she was a little upset. And it's just, I'm telling you, he does not want to take place what God has in store to take place tonight. But greater is he that is here than he that's in the world. my text okay just just make me look good up here that's all i'm asking (laughs) all right blessed shall be thy basket and thy store blessed shall be thy basket and thy store tonight i want to speak to you a few minutes on the thought god fill our baskets you know when i begin to date my bride, and, and uh, when I went to her house, I noticed baskets she had there. And uh, there was a lot of different baskets, different sizes and different colors and different things. And, and I, after inquiring a little while, I found out that she even made one of the baskets, you know, when she was in grammar school or elementary or ho- whatever they call it now. It, it was the middle school. Um, but anyway, I begin to look at those baskets and, and a lot of times people have pride in, in the things they have around. And, uh, like I said, there's a lot of many different sizes and shapes and colors and they mean things to people. But as I begin to look at the baskets, I begin to think about our spiritual lives and some of the baskets may have been fuller than others and they contain different things and some things that are in them maybe shouldn't be in them or don't need to be in them based on the manufacture of that basket you know they always tell you what's right and what's good for that and what should be there and shouldn't and uh but it's the same way with us in our lives god is the manufacturer of us and he knows what's best for us he wants nothing but the best for us. And uh, God wants to fill our baskets tonight and for them to remain full. God's word tells us in John 15, 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy, which we were singing about tonight, my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. These things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This was Jesus himself. He was talking. He was telling us. His own words was telling us he wants us to be full and to remain full. And tonight God's going to fill some baskets. I believe that. And all you have to do is want your basket to be filled. Want it to be full. God will fill it as much as you allow him. He'll run it over or he'll just put a little in it. All you have to do is say, God, fill my basket. Say it, church. God, fill my basket. Say it again. God, fill my basket. Now look next to the person sitting next to you and tell them, I'm going to get my basket full tonight. That's right. And I don't care if it makes the devil madder than a sunburned snake, but it's going to happen. I'm going to let it happen. I want to share with you a few things that I notice about these baskets and the blessings of God and the blessings that God wants to put in these baskets. First, the fruit. Have you ever noticed a fruit basket? You can look at it and you can see everything about it and you see how good it looks how nice how pretty i mean an apple in it a red delicious apple or a golden delicious apple you can look at that fruit and tell even without touching it that it's going to be good to taste and the same with a banana now i like a banana that's ripe not too ripe and not too green but i like a good ripe banana but there's times that you can find a banana, and when we, and we're all the same way. We pick through the bananas. You don't go to the store and just get the first bunch that's there. You look. I mean, if there's a bad, a little bruise on it, you put it back and say, I don't want that one. I'll leave it for someone else. But, I, you know, you might not say that, but that's really what we're doing. But that banana, if it's got a bruise on it, it doesn't take long for that bruise to ruin the whole banana. It's changed. It changes it all. A lot of times it's kind of like the old saying, and I can say about old sayings because I'm old, but the young people don't. You may have heard it, but how one bad apple spoils the whole bunch or spoils the barrel, it'll ruin it all. It's the same way. If you get a basket of peaches and one in there is bad, if you don't get it out, it's going to spoil them all. And a lot of times that bruised banana happens with a lot of people in church you know we get our feelings hurt somebody didn't speak to me somebody didn't come up to me and tell me they missed me or something and you know they get their feelings hurt and they begin to fester and it begins to build and eat on them and it begins to work and that's the way the enemy comes upon and he tries to work a division and divide You know, there was a saying in the military, it says, divide and conquer. Well, the church, a divided church, isn't going to conquer. We have to be united. We have to come together. And through that, we can overcome everything. Philippians 1 and 11 says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by jesus christ unto the glory and praise of god our baskets tonight need to be full of the righteousness and need to be full of fruit for god not the bad fruit if we'll come to him he'll take care of the bad fruit it's just like when you can stuff or you begin to put things away you'll cut that little bad place away you'll get and the rest of the fruits all right god does that with us I remember a long time ago, I told somebody, I said something, and they didn't like it. And they said, well, you're not supposed to judge, you know. You're not, you're not my judge. Don't judge me. Judge not lest you be judged, you know. And I said, no. But the word says that we're to bear fruit. And if we don't bear fruit, we're not living for God and doing what we should for God so i told him i'm not being a judge but i'm a fruit inspector i'm checking your fruit and i believe a lot of times the church begins to check each other's fruit but yet when we don't do it in love then it goes the wrong way god will lead us we have to have the fruit in our basket healing proverbs 4 and 23 says my son attend to my words Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's not the will of God that we be sick, or anyone be sick, not physically not spiritually sometimes we get spiritually sick spiritually ill and we begin to slide and lose out god is always trying to throw a lifeline god's constantly trying to reach out to us but if we sit back we close our arms we can't grab that line we can't have anything that god's trying to give to us second chronicles 30 and 20 says and the lord Hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. The Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and he healed the people. A lot of times, I believe Hezekiah was a gap filler. He was standing in the gap for the people. He was holding them up like we pray for one another. But I can tell you, when we get down to business with God, And we pray for one another like we do our own children, our own family. Then we begin to touch the throne room of God. I'm saying that, you know, we, this, now lay me down to sleep little prayer, don't cut it no more. We have to get down to business with God. Just like Brother Salter said this morning, the Word, we've got to have the Word. The Word is meat. The Word's what's going to stand. Everything around about us may pass away, but the Word won't. You've heard people tell that a house caught on fire and a lady's, and a pistol was on the Bible and the Bible, and neither one of them melted, but everything else burned. I've heard of people talking about how um, the Bible was all that they had, all that they needed, and all that they could live for, but yet we take the Bible and a lot of times we have to dust knock the dust off the top of it because we don't read it daily now i'm not saying that if you've got a bible and it's got dust out on it that don't mean you don't read it most households have more than one bible you know there's lots of bibles i've got probably eight or ten and i've got study bibles and things and i have a favorite bible that i use and i go to and the Thompson chain is always—that's what I started with, and that's what I can always go to. That's my go-to, but it's still the word that's in there—that's what gets me and what has what I have to have and what my body needs. You know, when Hezekiah asked God, and God and the Lord heard him and he healed the people, the devil don't like that. The devil does not want you to come together. To seek God for anything. He's it's just like this with this virus. And I'm not, I'm I'm not standing here to tell you that there's nothing to it. You know, I don't know. All I know is my trust isn't in the doctor, it's in the great physician. My my trust is in him that created me. And it's like me and the pastor was talking, and the pastor said, You know, I'm ready to go if it's my time. I'm that ready. I'm tired, you know, and a lot. And I think that the enemies attacking God's people and and they're becoming tired. They've, They've tarried and they've carried on. And now we're at the point that we're just, we're exhausted. But now's not the time to give up. If we look to God, God will extend the hand. If we go to God, God will take us in. If we call upon him, his ear isn't too heavy to hear. He's always ready and sitting and looking. I believe, and and this is just Doug's philosophy, it don't count for anything. But I believe that the Lord, Jesus Christ, that sits at the right hand of the Father, is so concerned about his children that he stands at the right hand and says let me go get them let me go now i believe that's how close and how soon the return is you look around about us we see the signs of times take a look at the back of the book and see how the story ends we know in revelation it says all these things are going to happen they're all falling into place god said they would he's not gone back he's not changed his words not changed but we can't take time to close an eye we can't take time to look away we've got to continue to look before the mark that's set before us and the enemy the devil would you know try to whisper to you and say well that's the old testament that was hezekiah's time that was back then and then As Brother Salter said, we need to hit the devil with the word. We need to use the word, the sword. So refer him to the New Testament. 1 Peter 2 and 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, that we, you and I, being dead to sins should live Unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. You know, it's not it's not a might be, possibly, could be, but it said, were healed. It's done. It's already there. God wants to fill our baskets with good health. Success and finances. God puts in our baskets. God shows us the way to be successful in life through obedience to His Word. That's the key, obedience. We have to obey. As the singing was going on tonight and as the worship was carrying, I was worshiping God and I should have stepped out, but I didn't. Obedience. I didn't want to do, everybody seemed to be worshiping and seemed to be in the mood and in the spirit. And I felt like, so that's why you have to listen to this. That's why you're suffering now. Obedience is better than sacrifice. As, as my grandfather used to say, hindsight's twenty twenty. I see, I know. God helped me to do better. I'm human. I made a mistake. But God, a lot of times we get ourselves into a situation and we have to have God to bail us out. And I promise you, God is not going to let you leave here tonight disappointed. But the Word of God is for the old and the new. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a, done and di- and it's not a done and did it thing. Joshua 1 and 8 says it like this. This book of the law, God's word, the law, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Not part, not some of it, not the, the parts that we like best, but all of it therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. This verse is about being blessed, happy, successful in the everyday affairs of this life. God's already laid the road map. He knows what's before us. He knows if you get up tomorrow what you're going to face already. But the best part about it is as long as you're His child and in His hands, He will make the way. In order for us to become successful, we must meditate and act upon the Word. There are many blessings of God that are promised to those who obey Him and His Word. The souls, when I think of souls that God puts in our baskets, the people we witness to, the ones that we want to win, the ones that we're challenged to win, I think of increase. Our baskets need to be filled with the increases of God in the area of souls. And as our pastor said many times, it's not about the numbers but it's about the souls it's about our work for the kingdom we're not just trying to get numbers in the church but we're supposed to labor we're supposed to go out we're supposed to get those and bring them in we're supposed to encourage them and you know so many times we hear people say well i'm just i can't talk to people i can't just walk up to them you don't have the gift of gab or whatever." But you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will go before you. The Holy Spirit will lead you. It will give you the things to say. It will bring God's Word back to your remembrance. That's what His Word said. I think about in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, and 7, it says, I have planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then is so then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. It's just like a garden. I think about a garden a lot of times. You go out and you have to prepare the place you clear it off, you disc it up, you plow it, you get the fertilizing put in the ground, you put a seed here and there, cover it, water it, and it begins to grow. And I hate grass in the garden. The only place you don't want grass to grow, it grow it'll grow that high. If you want it to grow in your yard, it'll, it won't grow. But if I, just, if I just plant the seed and I don't water, nothing's going to happen. It has to go together. And I can do everything right. I can, I can do it all by textbook. But God gives the increase. You think about one seed of A kernel of corn you plant in the ground, when it comes forth, there's three or four or five ears of corn on that one stalk from one kernel. And I look at that as God gives the increase. Others look at that by scientific, and they'll teach your children today in school, well, that's just science. It'll grow. If you plant it, it'll grow. We have to plant the Word. We have to take God's Word outside these four walls. You don't have to go and knock on every door in the city or in this community. Like Brother Jerry says, when he goes to Walmart, the Lord speaks to him and directs him and leads him to someone. When he goes to them, you know, and he shared with us about praying for a child, you know, that time at a children's hospital or something, and the lady saw him a couple of years later and said, you prayed for my, my child and they're fine and what have you. We may not see the effects right then. But if we do and obey what God says, it's all for the kingdom. You know, we don't want to leave anyone behind. We need to be concerned about ourselves first. You know, we got to put ourselves, we got to come to God and we've got to make sure that everything's right. The things are out of the basket that don't need to be in the basket. Things are out of our life that don't need to be there. And ask God, we need a purging. We need a renewing and a reviving. And when we get to that place, then God begins to move upon us for family members, for friends, for different ones that you may come in contact with. I've met people in the military throughout the years that are all over the world. Some I'm still in contact with. Some I still talk to. One um, guy in Maryland, he was just talking to me um, a week or so ago, talking about he remembered a message that I gave on the Cherokee, which was uh, the boat or the cutter I was on at the time. And I did the Sunday morning services. And he remembered about me talking about the lamb and, and, and all. And uh, I got to thinking, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was probably 40 years ago. But yet, I had no idea. And then he said, I remember the time we had the burial at sea. And you did that service. And I had almost forgot it. But you don't never know what someone needs at the time. You don't never know what that word is going to do. And though the word is plant the seed's planted, we've done our part. God will help us. But in this, in, uh, where this... Uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7, Paul was trying to, to show them how insignificant man is. He was trying to tell them that if the, they would honor God as we will, if we will honor God, he'll do the rest. If we'll give God all that we have, God will take care of the rest. And it's that same way with the church. If we do our part in church, God will handle the rest. Colossians 2 and 19 says, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. God will increase in our lives when we begin to increase in God. God will be able to do things in our lives the closer we get to God. The fifth thing we need in our basket is salvation, and most of us have that. Our basket needs to be filled with the salvation of the Lord, that that we can take to others. I had someone today that I was talking to that is not able to be at church, but they asked me, said, do you think that this virus is God's way of le- waking up people to get their attention. I said, I believe, I really believe a lot of that. Because if you look around about the way that the world has gotten, they're doing everything but looking to God. There's murders, there's all this, I mean, all the looting and everything. But I believe that God... I told him, I said, God didn't bring the virus. God allowed it to come. He's going to be the one to heal it. He's going to be the one to do away with it. But I believe that, as I've said before, I believe God allows things to happen to get our attention. And I believe this was an attention getter. A lot of people are thinking about this now and they're saying, and, and I believe that some people have turned to God through this. And I believe that some people think, oh, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. But I got news for them. If they miss the rapture and are here in tribulation, this won't be an itch to what the tribulation will be. This will be a picnic to what that's going to be. I definitely don't want to be left behind. And, the, and what we all know and, and what the children learn at an early age, John 3, 16... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that Doug, Adam, Barry, whosoever, not, not anyone but whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Years ago, there was a song called Showers of Blessings. It seems we talk a lot of times about the Spirit of God and the blessings of God being rain, the latter rain, or showers, stuff of that. It doesn't matter what it is. You can have a bucket or you can have a basket, but you got to bring it to the the fountain to where God's going to shower and fill it. There was a song that comes to my mind that some of you may have never heard about. Some that are, have been in a long time. Sister Loretta, I won't call on name, No, but uh, it went along the lines. It went like this. In an upper chamber, saints begin to pray, waiting for the spirit to come passing their way. And suddenly there came a mighty rushing wind. Tongues of fire came down and sat on every one of them. They were dancing in the spirit. They were shouting for joy, preaching, prophesying, and lifting up their voice. They were all in such amazement as the spirit came down. You know revival started breaking out all over the town. What kind of spirit am I talking about? That latter rain that is being poured out. Joel prophesied of what his spirit could do for you, your children, and their children too. It will break the chains of bondage and set you free. It will make you walk in joy and give you victory and liberty. You'll never be the same once he's poured out that latter rain as the worship team comes I want to close with a thought as the garden needs water as it needs that rain the church needs the rain we need the rain and we need it now some people would try to have you believe that we don't have promises in this life of any blessings but as i read the text blessed shall be thou basket this is a promise of god and your basket will be filled of god and he'll cause it to overflow if you can and you will let's stand If your basket's a little empty or if you need a refilling, I want you to come and let's pray. Not because it's me, but because it's Him. I can't do anything for you but pray with you. The Bible says where any two agree. If if you're not comfortable with touching or anything, that's fine. don't have to be touched. But come, I want to pray with you. You know, we have to make a step. God will do the rest. You step out by faith. Don't do like I did earlier and sit back and hold the pew. The pew will be fine. But what God has for tonight is not going to be good for, it's not put off till next Sunday. It's for now. We have to have this now.